One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I have a habit whenever I am in a fight with my husband, Peter, even if he doesn't know we're in a fight, I go to Zillow.com, the real estate search engine, and look for one-bedroom condos in Philadelphia and make sure that the condos are near a park so I could walk my dog happily and do street view finds on if there are good restaurants nearby. And I just start living this other life in my head, this single life, totally self-sufficient in this more affordable city. And of course, what I'm not doing while I'm Zelloing is like thinking about how I have two beautiful stepdaughters here and I live 0.2 miles away from an amazing trail system where I get to hike my dog every day and I actually love my home and blah, blah, blah. I also love my husband. For me, I find this to be helpful rather than like stewing in my anger I go to this imaginative place for an hour and then I sort of come back down and I'm like, oh, I actually have a lovely life here. Peter didn't even do anything that bad. <laughs> I just got annoyed. But my friend Taylor Lewis Guthrie Hart is someone who also does this but isn't sure if it's good for her. And I think it's a really interesting and important question. Should Taylor quit Zillowing? I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Taylor. Hi, Vanessa. It's so fun to have you on our little podcast. Thank you for coming. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about how awesome you are? Try to do it as if you're bragging. Be like, this is my life. I'm the best. Oh, that's so hard. I know. <laughs> so my name's Taylor, and I am the pastor of this super wonderful, generous 
risky congregation who likes to try new things. Uh, We're down in way south Georgia near Savannah in a town called Statesboro. I have a really beautiful, super old house. Yeah. I have a beautiful backyard with five chickens. We used to have six. R.I.P. And... You have a beautiful family. I have a beautiful family. I have a, a <laughs> partner named Blair, and we met at church camp like 20 years ago. And uh, he's an artist who makes beautiful things. And we've got two hilarious, weird, joyful children. Yeah. Oh, and I'm friends with you. That's like that's very bragworthy. And I- it's a, oh, uh, that was a big flex. You went a little too far there at the end with the okay. bragging, but. <laughs> Okay, so you are a pastor, and we asked you to come on and talk about something that you want to quit. So what is the thing that you are considering quitting? I want to stop Zillowing. I want to quit it. Do you actually want to quit it, or do you want to think about quitting it? You already, you're like, I want to quit. I want to think about quitting it, because it's so fun. It's so fun. (laughs) But I don't think it's healthy. (laughs) Okay, so... I happen to know that you quit it for Lent. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. How do you think about Lent? What is your Lenten practice orientation? Okay, so I think about Lent as taking away things that might distract me from my spiritual life. Also, Lent can be a time when you add things. Taking away things can get really dangerous. But I thought, I'm spending too much time on Zillow. It can be a black hole, right? I love Zillowing. Right? It's yeah. so fun. Uh, but it's definitely a distraction. It's like a thing I would do and scroll on my phone at night when I could be resting. And that seems more important than perhaps looking up how much my neighbor's house cost. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it go? Oh, giving I up Zillowing. I failed miserably. (laughs) So how often do you usually Zillow and how much did you Zillow during Lent? I think it comes in fits and spurts based on my mental health and on my groundedness. So if I'm feeling like, what's going to happen? Where am I? Or feeling less than confident about who I am or where I am or maybe ungrateful for what I have and comparing myself to other people, then Zillowing happens a lot more. During Lent, I think I lasted about 20 days without Zillowing. And then like I was talking to my friend and the place where I used to live and she's like, oh my gosh, listen, you should buy this house. I don't have extra house money. That's not a thing. I'm a pastor. <laughs> We'll have extra house money, but <laughs> with your extra cash that you have <laughs> laying around. But you know, then I was like, "Oh, look at that!" And then I could like live here. You know, it's like fantasy. Yeah. It's it's fantasy. So that's why it's fun, right? In that sense, Zillowing is fun because you can go like live another life in your head for thirty minutes. Okay, Taylor, you've given up Zillow for Lent. Your friend tells you to get on Zillow. It's, it's like she put the chocolate in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Did you feel guilty while doing it? Did you? What did that feel like while you were on Zillow? It felt fun. <laughs> <laughs> it also felt like uh, 
the train was already moving. Now I'm on it. Like it's over. <laughs> it's too late. And I knew it. I knew as soon as I opened the link, it was done. Practice was out the window. Because then you see like, oh, are you also interested in this nearby house six hours away from you? (laughs) (laughs) With all the money that you don't have. Exactly. So explain to me, I totally hear you that you Zillow when you're like, oh, why am I living here? Or envy, right? Like I understand all of that. But obviously, right? Like, and you just said, like, it's fun. Can you tell me, tell me what you feel when you're on Zillow? It's like, I'm not into fantasy as a literature form or as like a media form at all. But this feels like my form of fantasy. Like, oh, I'm in this kitchen. Oh, I'm cooking here. Oh, I'm in this living room. Oh, look at this like little library where I'm going to snuggle up and read a book. That's fun to imagine a different life. Yeah. And I love my life. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. But it it takes me away. Like people who talk about why they enjoy fantasy as a form, when I hear them describing it that way, that is how I'm feeling when I'm zillowing. So why do you think it's bad? So I'm curious about the tipping point when it moves from fun to obsession or removal to the point where I'm not grateful or I'm always thinking ahead. So I am someone who in my life has always thought ahead and has trouble being present where I am. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for two years and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to move here. And like, I'm working very hard with my therapist and myself to be present where I am and to not feel like I have to do the next best thing because what I'm doing is already good and good enough. But like, I think I've always been like a quote unquote go-getter. I don't love that as like an ethic. So that's where the tipping point where it goes from like fun to like, if I like took a job here, I could do that. I could do that. Like it delves into all these other things, right? Stops being about the house. Okay. So you are upset for whatever reason one day. You're like, I don't know why we live here. We could live wherever else where our house would be appreciating more rapidly or I could be doing good in X, Y, and Z way. And like now, my understanding is when you feel that way, you get on Zillow. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you do if you had that feeling and you were like, but I don't go on Zillow anymore? I I think I'd have to feel my feeling. Is that what you would actually do? It would probably be the healthiest thing to do. I don't know how to do that well. And so this feels like an avoidance of that feeling. Yeah. I would love if it could be a gratitude practice, like a reversal, right? So I think we all have those days of wanting to think about what would life look like other places. Like, I love where I live on healthy days. I also, you know, miss my niece and nephews. Like, that would be fun to live near them or to be near my grandma. It's probably not possible right now. So instead of being so sad about it, I don't know. Sad's not bad, but maybe there's a way to also find gratitude for where I am. And instead of thinking about where I could be, wouldn't it be of more value to call those people? (laughs) 
than to like get on Zillow and see like, oh, could I move down the street from my little brother? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. I can't. I've Zillowed it. I cannot <laughs> afford to live near either of my brothers. I also cannot afford to live near my brothers. I I love these alternative practices that you could do on your quote unquote bad days. But first, isn't it okay to self-soothe? Like if if you were my pastor and I came to you and I was like, I'm really sad right now. It's expensive where I live. Like I keep going on Zillow and it just like makes me happy because it's fun. Isn't it okay to just like take care of ourselves with like a little ice cream and a blankie sometimes? Right. My first instinct is always to find fault with what I'm doing because I have failed and I'm terrible rather than think, wow, I could really use some soothing. Look at this. I'm going to care for myself. And also prioritize caring for myself, which I would tell a congregant or a friend. I would love if I could soothe myself in a way that didn't derail so quickly into unhealthy thinking. So maybe there's something there of if I get in that space, I just get a blanket yeah, <laughs> and curl up. So what I'm hearing you say is that you're worried that zillowing is like self-soothing through smoking. Yes. And you're like, I want to self-soothe, but with like occasional ice cream or something not toxic bad. That's right. So part of me wants to tell you to like, if you don't already own one, buy yourself a really nice chair. And every time you want a Zillow, you get to go sit in your chair and set a timer for 10 minutes and just stare out the window and feel your feelings. And like, you don't have to do anything for anyone for 10 minutes. And you can say, mom's on a timeout. (laughs) Like, you don't have to do anything but feel your feelings for 10 minutes. But is it possible to do that and not hate yourself when you Zillow? So that I have the best of both worlds? Yeah, yeah, I just like, there are days where you're just so tired and like you're already in bed and you want a Zillow and you could get out of bed to go to your amazing chair, but your phone is right there. I, I do like getting excited for friends when they are moving or buying a house. Like I have a friend who is moving for a congregation. And Mm -hmm. I am like, it's so fun to think about like, oh, how close can you live? Like, do you want to live close? Like, I want to look with you. What are you looking for? I'll help you look. That's fun because it's helping and it's not for me. And I get to, Mm -hmm. I get to be a part of someone's life in a way that like, I can't be there with you, but I can do this with you. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Right? Or like if you've yes. got family that's moving, it's like you want to you want to get excited about the house they're moving into. And like when they call to say, oh, should I change that color in the living room? Well, I've already looked at the living room picture seven times, <laughs> so I can tell you you should, right? Yeah. So could I just reserve it as like a connection? I'm so afraid of like allowing myself to be on it. I want a hard and fast rule. <laughs> I really understand that. Do you remember Leech Block? 
Oh. Okay. When we were in college, there was this thing you could put on your Internet Explorer. Uh-huh. It was like an original timer where it would, because the leech, it was like leeching your time, but you could like time. Yeah. set up a leech block and it was like, you can only go on Facebook for whatever you set your timer for. Of course there was workarounds and I yeah. would always go in. Yeah. But. Okay. So you found workarounds. Of course, because like, I've all, like on the Instagram timer, I always have like one more minute. <laughs> you always find workarounds. And like you have this beautiful life. Aren't all these things just okay to do? But does it mean I'm ungrateful? Or like, could I spend that time being grateful for what I have or like being grounded? Are you ungrateful? I'm not ungrateful. I want to like not think about what's next. Okay. That feels like I'm living in a different timeline. I want to live in the timeline I have. I respect that desire. I do think it's going to be a really hard deprogramming because wondering what's next has served you really well. Mm -hmm. I've seen it over the last 20 years, right? Like you were like, I'm going to do Teach for America. Then I'm going to go to Harvard Divinity School. Then I'm going to be a pastor. Like I remember all of these plans and they have all happened. And look at you. You've gotten it and you have this beautiful life. So... Yes, I want you to be more present in your life because I think everyone is happier if they're more present. Mm -hmm. But like, let's also be grateful for that instinct in you that always wants to know what's next. Yeah, it's not terrible, right? No, it's really not. You're wondering how to be closer to family next and how to do more good next. You're not wondering like how to destroy the earth more next. (laughs) Yeah, I think I live, my husband is super present, like does not think about the future. I carry that mental load for the two of us, which works well. Like, you know, I draw him forward and he draws me to be where we are. It's a good match, but I think sometimes maybe it feels like if I'm not thinking about what's happening next to church What's happening? Like, where do I, where do we need to be in a year from now? And what needs to happen to get there? If I'm not thinking about the future regularly, then it's really hard to get to where we need to go. And I'm anxious about it. If you're not thinking about it, then you're anxious. Or if you are thinking about it, you're anxious or you're anxious either way. I think I'm probably anxious either way. (laughs) Yeah. But I know how to think about the future. And that is my mode. And maybe it's that I need to see it how you're seeing it, which is really a generous viewpoint of it has served me well and it's not a character flaw. I think there's probably a bit of, like I said earlier, I've been working really hard to be where I am and to not compare myself to anything else. Because like theologically faithfully, I believe like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and where the divine has planted me for this time. Then if I get in my head, I'm like, oh, but I went to like this fancy college and I went to this fancy grad school. And like, so sometimes I think, am I doing enough? That's like the shadow side that isn't healthy because I know that I am 
good and worthy and doing beautiful things. My ego side is like, oh, you failure, you. (laughs) Which is terrible. I know. So tell her to shut up. And so like dezillowing or like fantasizing about a different kind of life quickly devolve into negative self-talk about what I could have been doing. Oh, if I had had a different career. If I had had a different career, are you kidding me? I've been like thinking that this is my career since I was 12. There's no way that like this was not going to be what I did. Okay, so here's the thing to quit. (laughs) Negative self-talk. Yeah, right? (laughs) And so like if Zillowing gets you to negative self-talk, then yes. But I'm not sure that that's a straight line. No. And so maybe the gratitude practice isn't instead of Zillowing, but every time you're thinking about the future, the gratitude practice is for the part of you that always wants to think about the future. Mm. Like you should be grateful for that. You manifest things and... You're always thinking about what's next and you're envisioning what the church needs in a year and you're going to do everything you have to do to get it there. Mm. And that's your gift. And other people have other gifts and their gifts are to keep us all in the present. Mm. But like we need all the gifts. We need all the gifts. So true. And like how is thinking about the future kept me safe or secure or provided for my family? right? Yes. That's a very generous way to think about this as well. I mean, it just seems like so stupid though to be like the thing to quit is negative (laughs) self-talk. But the thing to maybe see differently is this desire to constantly be thinking about the future. If it bothers you, I want you to do it less. But I think it's just like this beautiful gift. I remember being in awe of you. You were 21 and you were like, oh, I'm going to go to Harvard Divinity School. And I was like, how do you know that exists? Like, I was just like, whoa. (laughs) And it took me 10 years behind you to be like, me too. (laughs) But like, I don't know, just like loving this part of you that wants to plan. And like trying, you know, when you have the energy to sit in your chair and dream about the future rather than Zillow. You know, like that all sounds like helpful, good stuff. But like, this is an awesome part of you. Well, thank you. You know, I was listening to your this last episode with Bridget and you were talking mm-hmm. about how you're on the precipice of 41 and I you're am. like, you were talking about as you get older, that you're just deciding not to care as much about what people think or these people that live rent free in your head, right? That's what you're talking about. Right. So I just turned 41. Happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. But as I have gotten older, I have realized that things that I'm not great at are not character flaws. Yeah. And I can see that from a professional point of view. And I've been very clear, say, with my personnel committee. Here are the things I'm really good at. We need to find staff that will strengthen the things I'm not good at. And I'm not going to kid you that I can do 10 things well. But the Mm -hmm. things I can't do well, I'm going to do them really well. Mm -hmm. But it's taken me so long to not feel guilty about not being able to do those things. Mm -hmm. So I find it curious about myself, although not that strange because it's like lifelong pattern, that I can figure out professionally I've checked that off. 
But internally, that seems like a very hard thing to not be able to appreciate the things that are innate about who I am and not see them as flaws. They're not terrible. (laughs) They served me well. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a quick story, which is I did chaplaincy with this woman, just a one-time chaplaincy session. And she sat down and she was like, I'm not usually the kind of person who believes in this kind of hokum, but (laughs) I had this experience once 10 years ago where a woman told me something that changed my life. And so I think that it's possible that we'll do the same thing here. And I was like, great. So we talked for 15 minutes and she came to this conclusion and she went, wow, that's the same thing that I learned 10 years ago. (laughs) And it was really helpful to hear again. She was, she was like, I had thought I was changed by this one conversation 10 years ago, but it turns out I still need to hear the same thing. Oh, so true. And she had grown in that capacity, right? She was better than she was 10 years ago. But we just need to learn the same lessons over and over and over again. And that's fine. Yeah, I just need to know I'm enough and what I have is enough and I'm safe and good. So probably just like really simple self lessons to hear again and again. Well, I'm glad that you Zillow because it got you here to hopefully realize that again. The other thing I just want to say is that I think a lot of people will have needed to hear this. I know that I needed to hear it's okay to be bad at things because I still feel guilty at the things I'm bad at at our job. Why Why do you have to call it bad? Exactly. You know, you I know. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is I needed to hear what you had to say. So thank you. You're welcome. I am very excited to hear how your relationship to Zillow maybe changes, mm-hmm. but doesn't end. Mm-hmm. I hope you call your brother one extra time this year instead of Zillowing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you Yeah, really value this instinct in yourself to always be looking forward. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Should I Quit? The latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. And if you're a regular listener, we would really love your support. Another way that you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, F.E. Hugh, Shannon Sheehan, and Renee Underhill. Our executive producer is Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. A huge thank you to my beautiful friend Taylor for joining us today. And thanks as always to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, whose book, The One, is out and on sale now. Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Ramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Balsell. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.